Good morning, everybody. Our last time together, we finished chapter 7, verse 43. And we want to pick up there and start today. Verse 23 said there was a division among the people because of him. So nothing has changed. The name of Jesus, the word of God, divides us. There is a great division in this country today, and it's getting wider, of those of us that believe and adhere to the Word of God and those that think we're crazy and a nuisance. And so there was a division when he walked on the face of the earth. There is one now, and there always will be. But some of the people there wanted to take him, but no man laid a hand on him. You know why no man laid a hand on him? He didn't allow it. You see, he's the one that allowed them to take him. And remember, I told you last time, they didn't kill him. He gave up the ghost. He gave up his life. He let it go. And then the officers came to the chief priest and the Pharisees. Now these are the leaders. These are the leaders of the world in that day. And they said, why have you not brought him to us? The officers answered and they said, there's never a man that spoke like this. That's the truth. There has never been a man that speaks like Jesus. Never. And I think it's amazing how people use the name of Jesus in a bad way. I'll probably repeat myself all the time, but I don't care. Repetition is not bad. When I was traveling a lot, I would fly on airplanes, and if we were late or delayed, I would hear people say, Jesus Christ. And I would like to go up and say, won't you say Buddha? Won't you ever say Muhammad? I'll tell you why they don't. There is no power in those two names, but there is power in the name of Jesus. You just mention the name of Jesus and you'll see a reaction. If people know him, they're thrilled to hear his name. If they're desired to know him, they're thrilled to know that you know him. If they don't know him and they don't want to know him, they get greatly offended that you would speak his name. And then they answered the Pharisees, the officers, and they said, are you deceived? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed on him? Are you leaning toward believing what he has to say? I can't believe you're changing. But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Now, in verse 50, we have a familiar name. Nicodemus was among them. And he's identified in this verse. It said, Nicodemus saith unto them, 
And there's a parenthesis in that verse. The one that came to Jesus by night, being one of them. He was a Pharisee. But he's the man that Jesus said you must be born again to. And Nicodemus said, does our law judge any man before it hears him and knows what he does? They answered Nicodemus and said unto him, are you of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee arises no prophet. And then every man left and went to his own house. In verse 8, chapter 8 of John, when they all disappeared, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. That's just outside the walls of the city. He was there early in the morning. He came again to the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down, and he taught them. I love that. Wouldn't you like to have been in that scene when Jesus showed up in the temple and sat down to teach? And here come the scribes and the Pharisees. These are the leaders. We'll get you. They were always trying to get him. They brought to him a woman taken in adultery. And when they set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that we should stone her. What do you say? You see, they're, they're trying to put him on the spot. And it tells us what they were doing. It said, they said this tempting him that they might have to accuse him. I love what Jesus did. And we need to all remember this. He just stooped down and wrote with his finger on the ground, just like he didn't hear him. He didn't pay attention to him. And sometimes we think, oh, these people are so bad. What would Jesus do? When they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said, he that is without sin among him, let him cast the first stone. We've got to adopt that. Nobody's better than anybody else. We need to quit having such a critical eye and condemning people. And I'm one to say that about myself. Because I hear, especially politicians, get up and lie. And I think, oh, you pitiful person. And I need to remember, I'm capable of doing the same thing. Then he just stooped down and started writing on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, I love it, they went out one by one. <laughs> they didn't all just turn and run. They just quietly, one by one, slipped away. Beginning with the oldest unto the last. And then Jesus was left alone. And the woman was still standing there the woman caught in the act of adultery. 
that the leaders of the community brought to him for him to condemn her. And Jesus lifted up himself and he saw everybody was gone and the woman was there. And I love it what he asked her. He said, woman, where are those that accuse you? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said to her, oh, let's all remember this. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And that is a true statement. You know what light does? It causes the darkness to be dissipated. And I remember when I was saved, I, I just have the vivid, life-lasting picture of that Monday morning when I invited Christ into my life. On Saturday, I invited him. I don't remember that Sunday, but I remember that Monday morning. It was as though I saw the world through a different set of eyes. I put my children who were 11, 12, and 13 in the car. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry they weren't. They were six, seven, and nine. And I put them in the car to go off to school. And the grass was greener and the sky was bluer and the flowers were more brilliant. It was in September and it was a beautiful fall day. And that was as a lasting picture in my mind. I literally saw the world with different eyes because the light had come into my life. The Pharisees said unto Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Isn't that funny? They didn't believe him. They didn't want to believe him. He said he was God and he came from God. They wanted to kill him for saying that. Then Jesus answered them, he said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you can't tell where I came and you don't know where I'm going. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. Yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I'm not alone. I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. Here we see that you've got to have two witnesses to a crime. I'm the one that bear witness of myself and the Father that sent me bears witness of me. So my father and I make up the two witnesses. And then they said unto him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, 
you should have known my father also. Now think about that. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know the Father. Because Jesus is the expressed image of our Heavenly Father. And Jesus was in the treasury as he spoke this of the temple. And no man laid eyes on, hands on him for his hour was not yet come. I want to say it again. No one could touch him until he gave permission. They didn't know that, but it's true. And then Jesus said unto them, I'm going to go my way and you will seek me. And you will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. Then the Jews, they didn't understand. They said, is he going to kill himself? He says, where he's going, we can't come. And Jesus said, you are from beneath. I'm from above. You are of the world. I am not of this world. I said, therefore, unto you that you should die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you will die in your sins. That's still true. If we don't believe who he is, we die in our sins. It's too late then. They said unto him, who are you? Isn't that amazing? They refuse to believe who he is. Jesus said, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. You see, Jesus was telling us what he had learned from his father. They understood not that he spoke to them of the Father. And then Jesus reminded them of something that they were familiar with. He said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak those things. And he that sent me is with me, the Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. And as he spoke these words, many believed on him. Then Jesus spoke to the Jews, which believed on him. He said, if you continue in my word, then you are one of my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's what the truth does. Even today, it sets us free. It says, sets us free from the bondage of sin. It sets us free to enjoy the day. It sets us free to like ourselves. Because when we keep the commandments of God and delight to do that, he blesses us. So we'll stop here. Thank you for listening. I love this lesson. There's so many great truths in it. My desire is to be free, to enjoy the day, and to have you do the same.